Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Thriving Thoughts. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. If you're listening to today's episode and you happened to listen to Wednesday's episode, you might think, wait a second, Dr. Sherry, you are a day late because you said there would be a Friday episode on Christmas Day. My friends, I did say that, and I have to apologize for speaking ahead of myself. That's what I do sometimes. Look, yesterday, you guys, I decided to be present in the moment. I decided to spend time with my family, and then when that was done, my girls, my two hound girls, were really just bottled up energy is what they had, and I needed to get them out into the fresh air for a little while, and so I just spent the rest of the day being present with them. So I know you'll forgive me for that, but listen, today was worth the wait because I'm going to share with you the number one thriving thought world tool that became the best gift I could have ever given myself and the best gift I can give you. So get ready for it wherever you are. Today, we're going to talk about giving yourself the gift of choosing how you feel. I'm about to call you know what on one of the chief questions that you'll hear a therapist, a psychologist, a counselor ask a client in the middle of a session. I bet if you've ever been in therapy, you've heard this question yourself. How does that make you feel? Let me try that in a little bit more therapeutic way. And how does that make you feel? It sounds innocuous enough. It sounds right, actually. Like, yeah, wait a second. Okay, let me take some time to reflect on how that made me feel. You guys know how important words are to establishing and using and living in a thriving thought world that radiates into your reality and how something made you feel is an impossibility because as we've talked about in previous sessions, nobody can make you feel anything, nor can you make anyone else feel anything. So it's a question that airs from the get-go. Since I've been working with people outside of the traditional clinical psychology realm and outside of those four walls and closed doors, I have come up with a little bit of a different question that, if I'm honest, you guys, is quite frustrating to most people when they first encounter it, that is. And here's that question, not how does that make you feel, but how are you choosing to feel? How are you choosing to feel about Whatever it is that you're going through today, maybe you just got some really bad news. Maybe you got some really great news. Maybe you're sick and tired of the pandemic drama and the travel restrictions. Maybe you're frustrated because you don't know how you're going to pay your rent or your mortgage in five days. Maybe there's some really great things going on in your life like marriages and births and things like that. And conversely, maybe there's some really challenging things like deaths and illnesses and medical diagnoses and financial problems and you name it. So my friends, I'm not going to ask you how any of that makes you feel. What I'm going to ask you is how are you choosing to feel about that? What's your first reaction to that question? Is it, that's ridiculous, Dr. Sherry. I don't choose how I feel. My feelings just come on me. Well, you're part right, my friends. Feelings are typically an instantaneous kind of knee-jerk reaction, but usually those feelings are just information, not facts. And guess what? We get to decide whether or not we stay in that feeling. We may not get to decide what our instinctive feeling or response or thought is, but we get to decide which one gets to stay there. You see, that's the difference between 
feelings having power over you and you having power over your feelings. So let me ask you again, how are you choosing to feel about that? Not how did you initially feel when you got that news, good or bad? How are you choosing to feel about that right now? That, my friends, is within your power. And that's what it means to thrive. It's giving yourself the gift of the pause to say, wait, that's how I felt initially, but how am I going to choose to feel going forward? Why is this so important? Because the difference in language changes our realities. I want you to hear the difference in this. If somebody says, how are you doing? And you say, you know, I'm just so sad. That's stating how you're feeling, right? It's not stating how you're choosing to feel. It's stating how you're feeling. And that's okay initially, my friends. I'm not judging that. And we all need to start there. But if you really want to challenge yourself, if you really want to grow, if you want to experience what this thriving life is all about, then you have to be willing to replace your verbiage. Instead of saying, I feel sad or I am sad, identifying yourself as sad, like literally taking on that feeling as your identity. What if you changed the preface to the feeling with these four words? I choose to feel blank. I bet you're going to put a little bit more thought into that, aren't you? A little bit more thought into the feeling that you're choosing and how that feeling serves you. You see, that's what feelings are supposed to do. They're supposed to serve us. We're not supposed to serve them. And that's why it's important that you realize right now that you have the power to choose them. So let me ask you this, going back to that example. Would you say, I choose to feel sad? It feels weird rolling off the tongue, right? I choose to feel sad. I mean, why would anybody choose that? Well, sometimes we do, and that's okay. This is not a character judgment on you for choosing to feel sad. Actually, you know, just going back to my days of working with children, and I remember how parents really held strongly to this belief that the feeling anger you know, the feeling of anger was wrong, that you're not supposed to have anger. My friends, you are. You're supposed to choose to feel anger at the right time and consciously and deliberatively, not letting anger choose you. You're supposed to choose what makes you angry and then what you do with that feeling of anger. So yes, it's okay to say, I choose to feel sad. It's okay to say, I choose to feel angry right now. Because then this is going to take me somewhere. I am going to let that inform me. I am going to use that feeling to serve me well, to live out a life that thrives, that grows and stretches me. You see, it's really easy to dismiss and say, well, I feel this, or he made me feel this, or she made me feel this, or the situation made me feel that way. And I think, unfortunately, that question in the therapy room of how does that make you feel, no matter how well intended, I believe that just simply serves to perpetuate this notion that you don't have power over your feelings and that they have power over you. My friends, nothing could be further from the truth. This is the foundational principle next to being honest with yourself. Well, it's an example, actually, of being honest with yourself that you have the power to choose how you feel. You see, all of those feelings that we fight to dismiss, sadness, anger, fear, frustration, we qualify them as bad feelings, but there really are no good or bad feelings. That's how we decide to judge it. Feelings are feelings, right? Feelings are information. <laughs> they're not facts. They're not good or bad. They're just information. And they're there to point us in the right direction, to point us in the direction to grow. How can I 
I use this to push myself, to grow myself, to further myself such that my life radiates that growth mindset? How do I do that? Well, you do that by choosing it. You do that by exercising your power over the feelings that you choose to experience. I want you to think about this. Let's say your spouse or your significant other says something to you and you instantly get angry. That's fine. My friends, give yourself some grace. It's okay. You're a human. That's how you were designed (laughs) to feel these emotions, but you were not designed to let them continue to rule you. No, no, no. You were designed to stop it in its tracks and go, okay, that's what I feel right now. How am I going to continue to choose to feel? You see, my friends, that's where the growth happens. When I coach people, I never let them say, I'm just feeling so bad today. I'm just really struggling today. I always ask them, how are you choosing to be? What are you choosing to feel? And I got to tell you, this is a little bit like, um, (laughs) this is like my life work. Every time I push people to grow and further themselves, I always start off with a little bit of a tantrum with them. And then they grow into having this affinity and fondness and appreciation for the messages that I share. Hey, look, that's no different for me myself. When I learn this stuff for myself, it's like a tantrum at first. And then I grow into this affinity. But it reminds me of this little girl who was diagnosed with autism that I worked with. And I started working with her when she was two years old. And I remember I used to show up and she would wait for me at the front door. And they had like a storm door. And she was two years old, verbally very intelligent right? And she would see my car pull up. And as I stopped the car and opened the car door, I could see her at the door, the storm door, jumping up and down, tantruming, like not in a good way, not in a happy way. Like, ah, Sherry, Sherry. Like my name was a curse word, right? Like she hated the fact that I was there because she knew I was there to make her work. And man, oh man, talk about pulling up to a job and really believing in what you do (laughs) to have to hear that. But listen, my friends, I stuck with it. And this is the same as what happened for me when I started to use this. I stuck with it. And within two to three months, yeah, it took some time. I pulled up to that door, opened the car door. And this time, instead of hearing my name like a curse word, I looked up and I saw this little girl behind the storm door jumping up and down going, Sherry, Sherry, with this big grin on her face. Why? Not because she was so excited to see me, but because she was so excited that this would be another time that she would be reminded of her power to grow. You have that power to grow. You have permission to throw a tantrum when I say, how are you choosing to feel? You have permission to let that rub you the wrong way. But please, I beg you, do not give yourself permission to stay there. Do not give yourself permission to stay there, jumping up and down, screaming in the face of, how are you choosing to feel? Lean into that. Choose to grow. Choose to be honest with yourself and ask yourself, give yourself this gift of how am I choosing to feel right now? That's how you live a thriving thought world, my friends. And that's how it bleeds out into your everyday reality. Hey, listen, if you're going to take me up on this little challenge, it's not even a challenge, it's a gift. If you're going to open this gift for yourself and begin to challenge yourself with this truth of how am I choosing to feel right now, people around you are going to notice I want to be the first one in your life to know who notices. Will you send me a message at drsherryspeaks at gmail.com or just message me on Instagram or Facebook. I want to hear your success stories. I'm in your corner, folks. Don't take the easy way out. 
that's not what thriving means. Open this gift of hard. Give yourself this gift of hard. Give yourself this gift of different. Give yourself this gift of thriving. And that's my message for you this Christmas 2020. My friends, I'll see you back here on Monday with another Thriving Thoughts episode. Until then, please remember to speak truth over the lies so you too can thrive in any and every circumstance.